the Lord. Man, hey, just while you're sitting in your living room or you're uh, at your kitchen table, maybe on your back deck, uh, usually trust is earned, and we know that. And so maybe you're, you're sitting there and you, and you don't know if you can trust God. I want you to just take a deep breath like that and exhale. That breath is from God. And the next breath is from God, and the next breath is from God, and the next breath is from God. And so now you have reason to trust God. And if you trust God, you can trust him with everything in you. You can trust him with your heart, your soul, your mind, your spirit, your body. And if you're not a Christ follower, it's as simple as just saying, hey, Father, I trust you. I believe you. I believe that you sent Jesus to die on the cross for me. And I accept that. I trust you. I trust that you have me in this time. I trust that you, you know who I am. I trust that you created me. And now I trust, I put my whole faith, my hope, my trust, my belief, and my confidence in you. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. If you said that, send us an email. Let us know where you're at spiritually. We would love to connect with you. We would love to just trust in God together. Amen. Praise God. Well, listen, I want to give a shout out to Grace Church and all of its people that watch all across the country. Uh, you fed 500 people this past week, and so we had the food drive giveaway. It was amazing. Uh, we did it in several different locations around town. We're going to do it again in another week or two weeks or three weeks. We have a lot planned, and so thank you for your support. Thank you for uh, even gi giving towards the, the Haiti Orphanage. It was, we, um, we don't have quite enough for this month, but we got another week. So if you'd like to help out, it's $10 a child. Uh, $10 feeds a, a, Haiti, a Haitian orphan for 30 days. Unbelievable. It's the best money you could ever spend. Send it in. Give online. If you have a regular church you go to, give your tithe and offering to that church. If you'd like to support our feeding program, if you'd like to support our Haitian orphans, please give. And if you're a Grace uh, Church regular, if you're a member, we're going to hold our tithe and offering up at this point in time. The Bible says that he that gives has and he that holds back uh, is, in the, is in need. That's in Proverbs 11, chapter, verses 23 and 24. And so we're going to believe that God is going to reward you richly. Thank you for supporting the church, for allowing us to do what we're doing now, coming into your living rooms, into your homes, and we want to bless you. We want you to be blessed. So raise your tithe or offering, Father, in the name of Jesus. We declare every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights from above, and Lord, you have nothing but good for your children, for your people, Father, so bless them. Bless them as they give. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together. Lord, cause men and women to give back unto them. Those that are without, I pray, Lord, that you'd give. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody in agreement all around the country said, amen. Praise God. Now, what a wonderful yet scary, hesitant time we're living in, uh, in this day and age. I never thought uh, that I would be mowing and then uh, waxing my mower when I'm all done and shining the tires because I have so much time on my hand. But yesterday, Janie went to the store while I was mowing, and I never thought I would say this, be careful. Be careful going to the grocery store. And maybe you, you've heard this one before. I never thought I could go into a bank with a mask on, ask for money, and not be arrested. Amen? It's a different time. It's not a desperate time, though. 
Remember that. It's not a desperate time. When you're in Christ Jesus, there is no desperation unless we're desperate for him, okay? It is a different time. And we're going to talk about the blessing, one of the most powerful, impactful scriptures that you could ever read, that you could ever know, that you could ever understand. And I know sometimes in today's social media age, we're, we're concerned what someone says. We're concerned with how someone else is doing it. We're concerned with maybe a media type or a politician or newsworthy. We're concerned about maybe a singer, celebrity, songwriter, athlete. We're concerned about maybe Hollywood, but I'm concerned with what God has to say about us today, okay? That's my concern. That's, that's who, in fact, if you, if you want to repost somebody on Instagram, why don't you repost King David? He's been reposted almost 7 billion times. Billion with a B. Think about that for a second. So why not go to the scriptures with me today and let's learn together on what God has to say about being blessed. And we talked about it last week. You've been given the right to say a blessing over your family. Now I'm going to give you maybe just one or two thoughts on what that blessing could be, how you pray that blessing together. So let's pray. We'll read the scripture. And we'll go into it. Father, we thank you, Lord, for your loving kindness. We thank you for your word. We thank you that it is true, Father. Lord, and there's many great people out there in the world today saying many great things, but we know, Father, Lord, this is the rock. This is what we stand on. We stand on your word. We believe it wholeheartedly, Lord. Now open your word to us to receive, to believe, Lord, to take. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. Praise God. I read a cute little story uh, the other day. I told it to my wife, and I'll tell it to you. There was a a governor and his wife were driving in their private car on a lone country road. He was going for a speaking engagement, and he decided to drive. So he pulled over. He needed some gas, and he was out pumping the gas. It was an old-time gas station, and there was a full-service side to the gas station, and there was a guy pumping gas in another person's car. And he looked in the car, and he looked at his wife, and he looked over at the guy pumping the gas, and he said, Hey, honey, didn't you used to date that guy? She said, yeah, I suppose so. And the governor kind of with a little bit of a snobbish voice said, huh, if you'd have married him, you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be the, the governor's wife. And she looked back quickly and said, huh, if I married him, you wouldn't be the governor. <laughs> I know you're laughing in your homes. <laughs> that, it's all perspective, isn't it? It's all about how we look at things. Well, okay, so let me say this. Sometimes we look at the Bible as just being words on a page and a page is in a book. I don't. I look at the Bible as being life-given. I, I look at the Bible as being my source. I look at the Bible as being my, my insight to who God is, my insight to who Christ is, my insight to who uh, God wants me to be, my insight to provisions for God. And so I want, I want you, as we read the Scripture today, to have a perspective that this is God speaking to you. This isn't just God speaking to Moses or to David or to somebody else that we look upon as saying, man, that was a, a great man or a great woman of God. No, you are a great man and a great woman of God, and God is speaking to you today. So we're going to come out of Numbers, the uh, sixth chapter, starting with verse number 22. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, Thus you shall bless the people of Israel. You shall say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put my name upon the people of Israel. I will bless them. 
And today's day and age is so important that we understand that this is called an Arianic blessing. And yes, it was for the people of Israel, but because Christ died on the cross and we've been grafted in, in other words, we've been adopted by God, this blessing then is for us. And not only for us, but it's a blessing that we can speak over our children. We can speak it over our children's children. And I want to break it down to you for you today in the next several minutes so that you can understand what this blessing means. What does it mean to be blessed? What is God saying here? Well, first, the very first sentence in verse 24, and we'll put it back up there, the Lord bless you and keep you, all right? And so if we're not careful, we zoom by that like if somebody were to sneeze. Oh, bless you. Lord bless you. And we say it almost matter-of-factly, the Lord bless you, but there, when we break this down and say the Lord bless you and keep you, it means let the Lord provide for you and let the Lord protect you. Now listen to it. In today's day and age where we'll probably cross over a million people globally that have a uh, million people, no, a million people in America this, this week that will have uh, c contacted or contracted the coronavirus, okay, over 53,000 deaths so far, over 27 million on unemployment. Okay, so what do we need? We need the Lord to provide for us, and we need the Lord to protect us. And so in your home today, at the end of the service, we're going to pray this prayer again with meaning, the Lord bless you. Let the Lord provide for you. Let the Lord's provisions for you. How are they? Physically, spiritually, financially, mentally, emotionally, and relationally. Let the Lord provide for you. All of his provisions are just the same as all of his promises, and they are what? We sang it, yes and amen. Everything that God has for you in life is yes and amen. Everything that God wants to do for you is yes and amen. He wants to provide for you. His provision is sure. He'll never leave you, nor will he forsake you. That's both New and Old Testament. And so here is a God in heaven that loves you so much that he wants to look out for you, okay? Also, he wants to protect you. One of the things Janie and I have been doing every week, and she mentioned it, and she's going to, I'm so glad and excited to hear her speak in two weeks on Mother's Day about Psalms 91. We've been praying that covering over our family, over our loved ones, over our extended families, over our church, over our community. But also, according to Job, we can pray a hedge of protection around us. Job's 1 in 10, Psalms 5. We can pray a shield of favor over our loved ones. So not only are we looking at being in his provision, we're looking at being in his protection. And how many knows, okay, that when we're in God's protection, there's something special there. The NFL draft was the last three days, and I, I'm a little bit of a football junkie, so I watched it, and Janie was saying, who in the world would sit around watching the NFL draft? Well, I ra raised my hand. I, I'll watch it. And we have uh, our, our second uh, grandson, Jonah, is uh, like a little a little monster size-wise, and I've been trying to teach him a left-handed three-point stance. Why is that? Because left tackles in the NFL make a lot of money, okay? And he's very athletic for his size. Well, six offensive tackles got drafted in the first round. Those are multi-millionaires. See, Jonah is my retirement plan. He doesn't know that just yet. 
But he's my retirement plan. He's going to become a left, uh, left three-point stance, left offensive tackle. He's going to get drafted. He's going to go to the University of Nebraska and play football, get drafted. He's going to make multi-million dollars. And then it's right around my time where I will probably stepping full-time away from, from the pulpit and go live with Jonah in the basement of his house, me and Janie, on, on wherever city he's at, and support him by watching him play football every Sunday. That's my prophetic word for the day. I don't know if that will happen, but there's something in, in, in expensive about protecting the quarterback, the investment, okay, are you with me? The quarterback is the investment on a football team. And so the, normally because the quarterback is right-handed, this is their blind side. The left offensive tackle is that important. And so they swing gate. They got to block the guy that wants to get to the quarterback because he's the investment. God wants to protect you because you are his investment. Listen, he doesn't want a disease to come upon you. He doesn't want injury or harm to come upon you. He doesn't want pestilence or plagues to come upon you. He wants you. He wants to protect you, but he wants us to pray the Arianic prayer. May the Lord bless you and keep you. We could stop right there, and that's a message in itself. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he provide for you. And may he give you protection. And that's such a powerful blessing when we understand that. They, these grown men in the, are playing a kid's sport, making millions of dollars just to protect somebody, okay? But God has sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for you, to shed his blood over you. So there's a protection there that only God can give. And the enemy cannot harm you or hurt you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Let's go to verse 25 for just a second and read it again. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. This is so cool. Uh, let's leave it up there for a moment just so you can kind of meditate on it or maybe it's on, on your screen. There's a three-part a story to this verse that you need to know. And it's the first part is a salutation, okay? Salutation is a greeting. So it's a, it's a lot like maybe if you look at, since we have a lot of young families in our church, so then therefore we have a lot of grandparents in our church and the young families, it's, you know, the, it's the dad or mom coming home from work and giving their, their children a hug or giving them just, you know, just picking them up and and so it's a salutation, it's this salute, but we get the word salute like they do in the armed forces here in America is as old as Saul with his armor. See, when they would wear the whole armor and they had the face mask, the face shield, when they would really want to talk to somebody, whether it was somebody uh, that was parallel to them in rank or somebody that was inferior to them in rank, they would lift up the shield. And that would make a, a sign of salute by lifting the shield up. See, that's where we get that salute. So they would salute, they would lift up the shield, and that's how we salute today. But God here is talking about face-to-face, -face, the same way Moses wanted to. So there's this face-to-face, -face, and we, we see it through our kids. I, I love the way our kids love their kids. Uh, Jessica will, will be over the house with Brady and Jonah, and she'll just go up and just give him a big old bear hug. Again, they're, they're, you know, they're bigger than she is. She gives him a big old bear hug. I just love you guys. And when we're up visiting Jill in Omaha, and Cameron's around the room, and Cameron's, Cameron does 
doesn't stop. Cameron is full on. Like, if he's up 12 hours, he's moving 12 hours. And then she'll, Jill will catch him going by, and she'll reach out and grab him and say, oh, Cameron, I just, I just love you. And, and then we have um, Selah and Judah, Marcus and Charity's two, uh, our two youngest, their two kids. And, and he'll pick Selah up and shake her a little bit. Ah, Selah, I just love you. I love how they love their kids. And yet we have to look at God as being the same way. We kind of look at God as being a regimented admiral or a general, a four-star general. And, but he's a father. In fact, the Bible calls him Abba Father, Daddy. And when we look at Abba Father, Daddy, and we love the way, and I know you do too, you love the way you love your kids. And, and young parents, thank you for loving your children. Thank you for making them feel important. Thank you for making them be the, the topic, the apple of your eye. When we see that, this is what this means. So this, this is that, that portion of it's a salute. It's not like when, when, the, when mom or dad come home from work and, and maybe work looks different now because mom and dad are there or mom's there or dad there, and we, we see that there, there's not a salute like the like little baby girl or baby boy doesn't wake up and say, yes, sir, daddy. They, they give a hug. They give a love. And so this first part is God just simply saying, child, I love you. Child, I care. The second part then, it means to kneel down. So there's a three-part. So you see the, the gradualness of, so rather than we, us looking at as grown men and women, as us looking God kneeling down at us, let's take it to the perspective of a parent or a grandparent kneeling down for a moment. They, they kneel down and they look at their, their grandchild. They look at their, 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 their son or their daughter and they just give them a, they give them a little hug. They give them a, they give them a little squeeze. God did the same thing in Exodus, the third chapter, verses 7 and 8. I think we have it up there. We'll, we'll show it to you. Exodus 3, verse 7, and then verse 8. And it says, then the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I know their sufferings. Verse 8 says, and I have come down. In other words, just like a parent doesn't expect the child to come up to them Okay, in this blessing, God expects to come down to us. Now, he doesn't plan on coming down and leaving us there. He plans on coming down just like a, a, a young parent would with a young child or a grandparent. They reach down, and then they pick that child up. God says, I'm going to come down, and I'm going to deliver you out of the hands of whatever your Egypt is, whatever that, that place of bondage is, whatever that place of slavery is, whatever that place of, of no good is. In fact, the word Egypt means land of not enough. So whatever's not enough, God's going to come down. This is the blessing, and he's going to pick you up, and he's going to take you out, and I'll bring them up out of that land. So now he's picking us up, okay? He's raising us up, and then he's going to take us into a good land, a broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey, and then it goes on to the Canaanites, the Amorites, the Hittites, the Hivites, the Terminites, and all the otherites that are out there. Listen to me. God wants to come down where you're at. Just again, like we would as grandparents or as young parents, we would kneel down and we would give that little, that little child maybe a hug, a little, a little kiss, a little, a little time. Our, uh, in, in our family, we're, because we, we feel socially responsible and keeping the distance, but our family is always together, the ones that live here in North Carolina. And so every Sunday they, they come over and 
Our little uh, three-year-old granddaughter, Selah, is, is very proper. And so when she comes over, she comes running in. And by the way, even though she's just watching a service on television, she gets like fully dressed. She, she has to pick out her dress. She has to pick out her shoes. She has to pick out her hair bow. She has to pick out jewelry. She picks out her favorite uh, purse or bag. And then she wears it over the house with a change of clothes. So she's got to show everybody what she had on that day. Well, she comes in uh, being as proper as she is. I call it Southern proper. She gives me just a little a side hug. She just kind of comes up. And, and then Grandma, she gives a full-on hug. Well, a, a week ago or so, she came over, and she ran through the house, and for whatever reason, she just gave me the biggest old bear hug, and she was just squeezing, and I, I gave her a big hug and set her down. She went over to Grammy, and she gave Grammy a, a big old hug, and I'm like, I wonder what that's about. And it was so cool because she didn't give me the, the side hug, which I enjoy, I love. And I wonder sometimes if we're giving God a side hug, and he wants us to give him a big old bear hug. I think sometimes God wants to be so much more intimate with us than we want to be with him because we don't look at him as a heavenly father. We look at him as a ruler. We look at him as a judge. We look at him as someone who controls our destiny, which is true, but it's so much more than that. It's that grandchild or child that runs and jumps in your arms, and they just give you a big old squeeze. It's like, how, what did I do to deserve that? That's what God wants in relationship to us. And he's saying this when he, when he gives us that verse, when, when he says that the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. It's this, it's this uh, unguarded uh, or guarded uh, omnipotent power that he has. And so uh, where we would then, our, our kids would give their child a kiss or maybe we'd give them a, a kiss on that. This is God then giving us this, this kiss, if you will, of blessing. This kiss, and when we start to say, may the Lord God keep you, and may he bless you, may he cause his face to shine upon you, and be gracious unto you. There, it's this power that we see from God, that God now is talking to us as a father. When we, when we start raising our kids, and, and, and we thought, well, Janie should stay at home, and she stayed at home, and, and we probably suffered financially from it, and, and, uh, but we knew that it was the right thing to do, and there were certain things in, in their life, like we wanted the kids to have breakfast with, with mama, and either Janie or I would take them to school, depending on what grade they were, what level they were in school, or what school. Uh, sometimes we had once, I think we had kids in three different schools at one time, or it just all over the place, like many of you are. And, and it was just this steady rock in their place when they came home. Janie was there after school snack, you know, go outside and play. All those things that we knew when we were growing up. And I know it's not as easy to do today because of just different incomes and social, you know, society and that. So I don't want this to condemn anybody, but Janie was their solid rock. She was that she was that constant in their life. God can be that constant in your life if you let him through his son Jesus Christ. If you allow God just to become Abba Father, Daddy. In fact, the Bible says he'll be a father to the fatherless. If you say, hey, I don't know my dad growing up. I don't want to know my dad growing up. My dad was no good for me. He, did, he mistreated me. Then there is a father in heaven who says he'll be a father to the fatherless. 
He will be your father. In fact, God wants to be all of our fathers. And he gives us this blessing, this Arianic blessing, so that we can share with each other who God is. We can pronounce this blessing over our family. We can pronounce this blessing over each other. We can pronounce it over our children and our grandchildren. And when we see our little grandchildren and they run in and they give us a hug or their parents give them a kiss or, or you know, give them just a love tap across the back, no matter what age they are, that's a, that's a situation of what God does for us. God loves you. He, he, he can't love you anymore. You say, hey, Mark, I'm just, you know, maybe I'm not worthy of God's love. You are, or he wouldn't have sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for you. You are worthy of the love of Jesus Christ. You are so worthy of God's love that he sent his only begotten son. All right, so now we look at this prayer and we say, hey, this, this prayer is for me. It doesn't matter who's tweeting what on social media. It doesn't matter who's Instagramming what. It doesn't matter who's Facebooking, and it's all good. All of it's good, and it's the way we can get the word out and the message out. What's what really good is what God has to say about our situation. He's going to provide for you. He's going to protect you, and now he's going to love you like if you were a little child again. And me, being a grown man, a grandfather, maybe I can't relate to that, but I can relate to me loving my little kids, my grandchildren. I can relate to me loving my kids. I think one of the strong suits of our family, I think I shared it a week or two weeks ago, is loyalty. I love my family. I got that from my father. My, my wife and I, we love our kids. We, we love our grandchildren. They love each other. They get along. There's a sense of loyalty. God is so loyal to you. Now let's go on to verse 26. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and he gives you peace. So first of all, there, there's a situation where now there's a message. In, the, in this countenance, the lifting up, it's a matter of speaking. So it's a matter of calling forth. It's a matter of proclamation and declaration. So in our home, we've done it for nearly the We've been married almost 40 years. We've done it for all 40 years. We do what God says in Romans 4 and 17, that even God who quickened the dead calls those things that aren't as though they are. So we start calling things out. I believe you can be healed. I believe you can be set free. I believe God's love is there. And we, we have the story of some of the old cars we used to drive around in. We would take care of. We would polish them. No reverse, okay? But we would go in and we'd go into different neighborhoods and say, and when God God blesses us. We're going to live in that house. We're going to do this. And maybe that, maybe that doesn't resonate with you. But I'll tell you from, from a background of not having much and driving through it and hearing my wife call those things that aren't as though they are and having the three kids, the older three kids in the back seat say, and mommy, when we do that, can we have a swing set? Mommy, when we do that, can we do this? Can we go to that school? Yes, you can. It rose something up within me. It rose a faith. And so you have to start calling things out that only God can cover. If there's a healing that needs it in your body, if there's a sickness in your family, if there's someone who doesn't know Jesus, you start to call their name out. When you start to prophesy over them, well, that's kind of weirdly spiritual for some people. No, if you will just obey by what God's law is, he's given you the power. In fact, Jesus said, let's go to New Testament for a second. Jesus said this, that if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. He said it to his disciples, which we are by association because we're Christ followers. You have been empowered to ask things in the name of Jesus Christ. 
You've been empowered to do that. Well, since you've been empowered to do that, it's not God's fault if we don't do it, if our prayers don't get answered. Prayers that don't get prayed never get answered. I'll say it one more time. Prayers that don't get prayed never get answered. But if you're praying those prayers, if you're believing God, if you're putting your faith to the test, and if you're believing for a prayer that only God can answer, that's what starts to make him happy. When our kids were younger, they would tell us their dreams, and Janie and I would encourage them all the time. When our little ones, uh, uh, the grandchildren, they start to tell us their dreams, we, we encourage them all the time. Why? Because they can, they can be all things. They can do all things through Christ. They can. So we, we see this, but let's get to that, that key word there, peace. And so I'm going to give you six things very quickly on what that word peace means, okay? It's Jehovah Shalom, okay? Jehovah Shalom is the Lord is peace. Number one, it means good health. It's a wholeness word. And so now when we start saying, and he's going to cause peace upon us, Upon us, there's this there's this wholeness word of good health. Wow, I'm going, I am going to have good health. I'm praying this Arianic prayer. I'm praying this prayer over my family. I'm praying this prayer. We're gonna sing it at the end of close here again. We pray it at the end of some services, but it's more than just a benediction. It's a statement of purpose that says, I am praying good health over you. What's the next? I'm praying security over you. That's number two. And so now we're gonna walk in the security and security is this. It's that place of refuge. It's that shield of protection. It's getting inside the, 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 the safe place, the safe house. It's going, it's running to the, the place of refuge. Some houses have panic rooms, okay? And I, I don't like that term, panic room, but it's going into that safe place. Janie will expound more on that uh, in two weeks on, on Mother's Day, but there's a safe place that God has in store for you. It's that security. Number three, it's inner harmony. This is what we look think peace looks like. And it is, but it's just a fragment. It's just a portion. There's this inner harmony that I have. And true peace doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank. doesn't matter how much work you have lined up. It doesn't matter how much uh, uh, accounts you have in store. doesn't matter if the job runs out this week or not. Inner harmony, inner peace is knowing that my God shall supply your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Philippians 4 and 19 because that's inner harmony. And trust me, I've been in those situations where I haven't had a job. I had three kids. We had, we had to feed the kids. Rent was due, all those crazy things. But God came through every time in some way, shape, or form. He always does. He makes a way. He, 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 he fills the void. And so there's this inner harmony. And all of a sudden, the Bible says that God will give you a peace that, that the world can't take away, but the world doesn't understand either. It passes all understanding. It's like, how can you have inner peace? How can you have inner harmony when all these things are taking place? 27 million Americans on unemployment. How can you have peace? That's peace that God gives. Uh, 935,000 Americans with coronavirus. How can you have peace? And by the way, can we pray for our medical workers? Can we pray for those on the, the front lines? Can we pray? When you're in your prayer time this week, would you please pray for all those who are in the front lines uh, doing the work and, and working long hours and artist tasks, and, and we, we understand that what, they're, what they're up against? Pray protection over them. Pray for favor over them. Next is wellness. Again, so we get not only good health, good health is one thing, but now there's a wellness. Wellness is, is mentally 
Wellness is emotionally. Wellness is, okay, I'm not double-minded in my ways. I don't have double standards. This is what the Lord told me to do. I'm going to do it. I'm walking forward. No, I have a wellness situation. I I understand that God is is, is in charge. He's taking care of us. Number five is material prosperity. And again, some people don't like to use that word in church, material prosperity. That means you have tangible things. That means the Lord's going to bless you. He, he smiles on you. Our granddaughter, uh, Selah, she, when the stores are open and when we don't need social distancing, she, she likes to go to a certain store uh, with Janie. And uh, on Tuesdays, it's their day. And, and so on that particular time, uh, that store has a has a particular coffee shop that we like to uh, frequent. And so Jenny goes in and they'll get, they'll get the, the coffee and, and she gets milk in hers. And one day she needed not just milk, she needed cream in the milk because she wants to be like Grammy. And they'll go and Grammy will always buy her something and get her something. And it could be something small. It could be something a little bit not small. It just depends. And, 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 but there's this tangible blessing. And it relates to a child because they don't always know favor, but they do know something tangible. It relates to us as adults as well because we understand tangible things. And although we don't wrap our spirit up in it, we don't wrap our salvation up in the fact that God has either seemingly blessed us or hasn't blessed us, the material prosperity is that the Lord will open doors that he wants us to walk through, and he'll shut doors that he wants us to stay away from. In fact, Deuteronomy 8 and 18, I think we have that, says this, you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers as it is this day. What does that mean? What's he saying? That the Lord restores a covenant with us when he does bless us, when he does give you promotion, when he does give you increase, when he does give you favor, when he does give you blessing. Yes, when he does make you prosperous. There's a testimony there, and that's a covenant that's restored with the Father. And then last but not least, number six is a long life. And you say, Pastor, I, you know, my... My mom died young, or my daughter died, or my sister passed away. Well, some of that's due to the fall. Listen, when the fall came in, it canceled a lot of things out. But as a rule, God will promise you long life. In fact, uh, the first commandment with the promise is that if we obey our mother and our father, that we too will have long life and we'll be blessed in that life. That's the New Testament. So hear me. When we talk about this long life as the worship team comes back, and you talk about the blessings. This, this one simple prayer, we're going to pray it again, but this time we're going to pray it with conviction. We're going to pray it, and then we're going to sing it. I want, you, I want it to resonate within you. I want you, if, if you can make yourself do this, I want you to be the child that God is praying this over. It doesn't matter your age. And if you have to relate it to your child or to a grandchild, then I want you to pray it over your child or your grandchild. But through this week and through the next couple of weeks, while we're talking about the blessing and being blessed, I want you to know that you have opportunity to not only speak a blessing into someone's life, but speak this blessing into your family's life, into your workplace life, into your community's life. 
Jesus said, when you pray, pray in this way. Matthew, the sixth chapter, verses 9 through 13. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. You know the prayer, okay? God said to Moses, tell Aaron when he speaks a blessing, do it this way. All right, this hasn't gone away. So let me pray it over you, and then we're going to sing it over you in agreement with you. And I'm going to pray it starting with verse just 24, 25, and 26, and we'll, we'll throw it on there. So you can pray it over your family as well. So number 6 and 24, let's put it up there. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Father, in Jesus' name, we declare that prayer over every person within the sound of our voice. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
pastor said, you're going to like this message. And I would say, yes, I did. Anything that talks about declaring and calling forth things that aren't as though they are, I'm in. I'm in on that because the Word of God says if we can, we ask to be blessed, we're going to be blessed. If we have a need, we just bring it. And that's what, that's what he's saying today. Whatever you have need of, don't be afraid to ask. Just say, be it according to your Word. I receive it. I receive that blessing today. And in your home, just pray that over your family. Don't be afraid to think, oh, this is weird. This is odd. It is not weird. It is not odd. It's the Word of God. So do it this week. Just to Declare numbers six over your family, over your children, over your extended family, and just believe the blessing that God has for them and for you. Let me just pray for you. Father, we love you and we thank you that you are such a good, good father. And today as we learned about you, Abba Father, which means daddy, we look to you as a father. And if our children have a need, they can run to their father. So Lord, if we have a need, we run to our father and you have those gifts that you want to bless us. So Lord, I thank you for this amazing word today. I receive it and everybody listening, I know they're saying I receive it. So Lord, we just pray a special blessing over each and everyone listening today. And we pray a special blessing over our healthcare workers that you would keep them safe, you would keep them protected. And we just thank you, God, that you are doing something fresh and something new. We just say thank you. Thank you in advance for the miracles that's taking place. We love you so much. In Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed, and we will see you soon. Love you so much. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If God is impacting your life through this ministry, join us in reaching others by investing today. You can give at www.gracechurch.tv give or by downloading the app and select give. We can't wait to see you next week.